You're listening to the Thomas Talk Podcast with Josh and John. You can listen to us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Anchor, and SoundCloud. So, Josh, this is the last episode of our little quarantine pastime. Is that what you is that what you call talking to me? A pastime? Uh Welcome to Thomas Talk Podcast, everybody. <laughs> it's okay, John. I, I know. I know. Um, I don't have any side podcasts. No, I don't. Neither do I. Um, this is Good. this has been a lot of fun. I've been enjoying this talking with you at least once a week and many of our friends. Mm, um, many good friends. I, some questionable ones. Well, yeah, some questionable ones. Um, yeah. But, you know. That, that, that guy, Billy Joe, was really weird. I'm glad we cut his episode. Oh, me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know this this quarantine, it's it's really weird because it definitely feels like it's been going on for a lot longer than it has. Uh, but at the same time, it also feels like it's been a lot shorter than it also has been. Like my last day of work was March tenth, which is like it's June. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, and I mean now, I still remember February. Oh, yeah. I feel like this is it's just weird. It's all around weird. I um, but I honestly think we made a good call by deciding this was only going to be six episodes, because, <laughs> I mean, I got the call this week. I'm going back to work. Uh, in actually about a week's time, the production office opens again, so I'm going back to work. So I won't have as much time to do this kind of stuff. And John, you are at work in a way too. Stuff. Yeah, I've been I've been working, so this is it's coming to a close at just the right time before we get sick of each other. No, I know it. <laughs> It'll be a very long time till I'm sick of you. But okay, but I'm already sick of me. But I I know I've been doing lots of other things during this quarantine to pass the time, other than talking to you and our friends. Um, like I've been buying so much stuff, it's not even funny. Like it's actually very funny to see you. <laughs> just, but yeah. well, okay. I mean, I, I can't believe it. I, I The other day, I was calling a company, and I was on hold. And it says, you're going to be on hold for more than two hours. And I'm like, well, great. What can I do? So I decided to build a play rail layout that goes around my apartment. <laughs> and, and I sent you the videos. So you've seen it. I don't yeah. think the rest of the world has seen it. Maybe I'll keep it that way. But, like, this is where I'm at now. I've reverted back to being five. Like, I'm just buying toys and playing with toys all day. I mean, I know you've bought some stuff, too, in this quarantine. I have. I bought some stuff. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of the movie Tough Guys, which everybody knows because it has a train yep, in it. I, yep. I tend to like the rest of the movie as well. But, you know, there was a nice period where some stuff was going up on eBay. So I was buying all that stuff. And, you know, for a while, I, I really... <laughs> I think partially it was a big wave of stuff coming, and I felt like I have this responsibility as being such a big fan of Tough Guys. But I think also my dad made the point that, like, dude, you're bored. <laughs> you're you you are so bored, and <laughs> buying something like like makes you makes you you know feel like you're doing something. Do you think you that's know? why people are doing it? Is because they're bored? Um, I think it's partially because of that. I think I mean, you know, like I said, maybe sometimes there is just a good time when stuff is up, but uh. I, de- I definitely think a lot of it's boredom. My mom knows someone uh, who works with her who's been ordering something on Amazon every day 
just so that things are constantly coming to the house. Like they bought a scooter. They don't need like, you know, <laughs> like they just, um, I personally think, you know, just because we have so much time on our hands now, we can just go browsing on sites like Amazon and eBay and just buy anything. It's certainly not because people have more money. You know, I think it's yeah. because we're bored and I think it's because we just have time. So I've limited myself a little bit. I'm just buying PlayRail and Trackmaster now. I've decided that's all Play I'm Rail. collecting. And Bachman. Yes. And Bachman. But there's not much Bachman yes. stuff. Next Bachman thing I'm buying is Daisy. Um, mm. But I, in, terms of, Rail, in terms of actual collecting, that's I'm just keeping to PlayRail, right? Um, PlayRail is the best. I love PlayRail. But you know what? It's uh, I will. There's a collection I've always envied. You know who has a lot of PlayRail? Who? Uh on Twitter with Star Switcher. You know, like I don't know. It seems like every time I try and buy something, he just he just has to mindlessly interrogate me because he has to own everything. You you want to say that again? Yeah, I shouldn't say that to his face, Sean. That's not really that nice. I, you you didn't say that you added him yet. Uh okay, hi. Okay. Um, oh, he's here. He's here. That's not a, that's not really a nice thing to say about oh, someone. Oh no. Well, uh yeah, I'm good. Oh. Well, everyone Welcome, Epi. Uh, welcome, welcome. Hello, hello. Known as the Star Switcher, hello. but we affectionately call him Epi, those who are dear to him. Uh, based <laughs> off his username, U.S. Thomas Episodes. They, see, it's, it's clever. I, I, oh, I originally, I, I originally uh, discovered Epi off of Sandbox on Roblox, like all good friendships start with. No, 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 no. That was in the Thomas Wiki chat. You remember that? Oh, we don't talk about that. Um, but I remember we no we were in sandbox and I saw you had put the name Epi on the side of a building in huge letters and I was like, what does Epi mean? And you were like, it's from my username US Thomas Episodes. I'm like, oh. I could have sworn you gave me that name. I don't remember coming up with it myself. Okay, well we have. I think you did give him that name. Did I? Oh my god. Yeah, I think I so. Remember. Yeah, I created a monster. All right, <laughs> but even now, you haven't gone by U.S. Thomas episodes in like forever, and yet everybody still <laughs> no. calls you Epi. <laughs> uh, yeah, that... uh, but what you're really known for, Epi, is you are a master collector. Oh yes, you have mastered the art of buying things. <laughs> I love wasting my money. But you, okay, what do you collect? Okay, so I collect a lot of PlayRail, a lot of Tomy, as you were talking about yeah. before. I'm more like I was eavesdropping before. Uh, I am very, very big on Wooden Railway because, in my opinion, I think Wooden Railway is the most collectible line that you can get. Because okay. Ertl is also Ertl's good, but I think Wooden Railway holds more value in terms of it going up. Okay. Uh, no I kidding. Love, <laughs> I love Theodore Tugboat. You know, gotta love some of the stuff that we all grew up on. And probably what I'm most famously known for is my uh, insane amount of tug stuff that I have. Were you in Halifax, Epi? I don't remember. Yes, I was. Okay. What? No. (laughs) He must have just, like, hidden the shadows most of the time. He was there, and we were there, and we saw the one and true only Theodore toys. The real ones. (laughs) They're props, John. Wink, oh, wink, for I your know. eyes only. I, that's okay. That's what I always find interesting is people call them props, right? But I don't know if they actually fall under Not the. Really. I don't know if they fall under the definition of props. They're, 
they're actors more than anything. Well, they're they're models, right? They're officially called models because they're model boats. Yeah. But a prop would be would, something like a bumper. You know, it wouldn't be yeah. the character. Or like a pile of rope or something. Yeah. I remember in the the movie magic clip, the Tugs one that I put up last Christmas. Not last. Because no, you two just Christmas you just have ago. everything. It seems. Y- yes. Yeah, this dude is the king of Tugs. No one can touch him. You just no. Do you one. just dig up anything from the magic corners like this movie magic Tugs clip? Now here's one for all of you. I have the full 30 minute uh, thing. It doesn't talk about Tugs for 30 minutes, but later on in the episode, the guy talks about he's holding. I think it's a hammer from another production. He says, "Look, it's all made of styrofoam." And he smashes is, Zorin. Yes, and it's, he's like, "This is called this is called a prop, short for property." I'm like, "It meant property this whole time, really?" Um, like, I, I, I mean, the Theodore ones, the Tugs one, the Thomas one, they are property, but they're also their characters. No, they're you know? cast. Like, they're cast. Yeah, cast. I don't know. I, I we're, we're getting into some pretty. We're getting we're getting into uh, we're getting into something that's a little too complex for a Thomas the Tank Engine podcast. Yeah, a little, yes, little too morally complex. Um, but oh so God. you said your favorite line to collect is wooden railway. Yeah. What is the best wooden railway score you've ever gotten? Oh my God. Oh my. Okay, so there's two of them. Okay. <laughs> uh. I love looking on Facebook Marketplace because it's you don't have to deal with eBay fees, and for the most part, you're just dealing with people that just want to get rid of their stuff. So I found this one guy, and he was selling a whole bunch of just wooden railway stuff. You're talking stuff from the 90s. I don't think there was one piece that was past maybe 1998, 1999 in there. So there was a lot of track. There was a lot of unique items. Like I know there was like the two Flying Scotsmans. There was a troublesome brake fan and. The whole thing was like right around 200 bucks. But for that 200 bucks, I got, I think, Henry's Tunnel, the Mountain Tunnel, the Roundhouse. Like, Brio also did these, this line called the Engines of the World, and those apparently go for a lot of money, and I almost got a full collection of those. And, oh yeah, and we just got a uh, white faced troublesome truck in that lot, so that just made it all worth it. Wow, how many white faced <laughs> troublesome trucks are there? Oh man, I think Roy Wilson said rough ballpark estimate they've made only like 100, 200 as a test. And one was just by coincidence in this lot. I I wasn't looking for it. Like when I saw the pictures of what I was being sold, they were just bags and bags of just trains wow. and track and like buckets of tunnels and stuff and it was insane. So I saw a a troublesome truck in there, but it was dark cuz maybe some of the some of our our audience will know this, the white-faced troublesome truck. It's a lighter shade of gray than the normal truck. So when I saw it, it was a darker shade. I'm like, okay, so that's just a normal troublesome truck. All right, nothing to make of it. And then when I opened it and I saw the white face, I screamed. And I ran up. I was on Skype. I ran upstairs to go tell my mom because she heard me screaming. And I'm like, Mom, dude, do you see this? And she's like, yes, it's a block of wood. And I'm like, yes. Do you know how much this block of wood is worth? And she's like, let me guess, $50. I'm like, thousands. Well, obviously, it's not worth thousands. I mean, it kind of is. It wouldn't be unheard of. No, there was one on eBay, new in the box. That was $5,000. But it it was a mistake on the top. Instead of saying troublesome truck, it just said troublesome. (laughs) (laughs) So that that might be a very true price. Yeah. Geez, that's that's a lot of rent for me. Oh, to, yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't know if I'd pay five thousand dollars for that. But what's the best score that you've gotten, John? Jeez, Thomas related. Well, I know you haven't I bought much Thomas in know. recent years, but you probably remember well, something that stuck out. 
Probably. I mean, the one thing I've been thinking of is uh, I was at a yard sale and I picked up, uh, you know, a bin of stuff that had some Thomas stuff from the 90s. You know, it, uh, it came with, um, let me see, uh, really the best thing I got out of it was uh, like a 1993 Gordon and Henry, which was nice because I had never had Gordon and Henry before in Wooden Railway for some reason. So I got them, which, and, you know, they got, you know, flat, I don't think they had flat magnets, but they had, they had the painted coal and one of them didn't have a tender. I think it was Henry. So I got, I actually wound up getting what I think was from that. You could get a pack of just tenders. <laughs> and I think it was, it was the Gordon Henry tender from that. So I got one of those. But, you know, that had a bunch of other stuff that I'd never had. Like, you know, Diesel D261. I think it was a Caldi. I think that was Lady. Which, you know, nothing particularly valuable. I mean, there was a 90s Thomas as well. But it was, you know, for me it was nice because it was some, some stuff that I had, I had never gotten a hold of. Um, actually, oh, I just remember something else. So I'm sure everybody remembers being young and being on YouTube and seeing the videos by Top Kaz Fat. You know, he, cause oh, he had all those amazing I used to watch them on Thomas Customs. He's great. And I used to see his Diesel 10, and I was like, where the heck did this guy get this? You know, with the claw and everything. And I remember the first time I saw a Bondi Tex Diesel 10 for sale, I flipped out. I, my parents were like, out. I called them, and I was like, you need to come home right now and help me buy this. And so I did, but then I actually wound up seeing another lot that had some stuff in it, including a Butch, which I was very happy yeah, about, but favorite. it also had another Diesel 10, and I'm glad I got that one, because that Diesel 10 was actually, uh, the claw wasn't as loose and worn as the one I had bought before, so I, I think that those are probably my two biggest scores. That, that sometimes happens, right? I remember I, I've been really bummed out that I didn't get something, or I missed out on something, that it comes up in a lot that's actually a lot better uh, <laughs> like a few weeks later, and it's like, oh, oh, this actually worked out. Like you don't know sometimes. Um, yeah. Sometimes it actually works out that way. Now, so I would assume then, John, your parents would be pretty supportive of your collecting if they would just leave wherever they were to come home and buy you Diesel Den. Well, okay, they didn't leave wherever they were. I think they were like kind of getting ready to come home. I think, or maybe I was asking, I was asking them like on the phone, like how do, how how do I log into the how do I get money to work? You know, um, but yeah, they they've been really supportive. I think it was it kind of followed like a little bit of a valley. Like they were really supportive, and then it kind of dropped off a little bit when I was in like high school. But then you know now they're like you know they understand like okay. He's an adult now. We can see he he's responsible. He made it out okay. All right, you know, if he wants to collect stuff. But um in general they've been really really supportive, you know, in every regard, which I I guess I'm really lucky. I love my parents. <laughs> what about your parents, Epi? Oh man. So, <laughs> once upon a time there was a time where none of my parents supported it and this would have been when I was like 12 or 13. I think part of the reason was because anytime I saw something on eBay, I'd be like, Mom, I need to place a bid on something. And she would just <laughs> scream at me. No, And I would feel so guilty about it because I'm like, you know, I feel guilty for asking, but I have to have this and I, I need your, your PayPal right now. And, <laughs> and, you know, I, believe it or not, that's how I got a lot of my talk stuff over the years until I was like, I think 14 and I managed how to make my own money and I just went through like that. <laughs> but that was in a time when, you know, it was like, okay, you're wasting money. You need to stop doing this. And then over time, especially my mom, 
she's like, wow, this is actually really, really cool. Because when she started to realize that half her basement was being taken up by Thomas stuff, but <laughs> half the basement was looking like a museum almost. And she was, like, impressed. And she had friends coming over. And some of her friends, they went to the room. They're like, what? And it, it's, it's incredible. And I would say that she supports me. She doesn't like it when I spend money on stuff that she doesn't think is necessary like i remember there was a time uh gold and silver city of churro came up the bandai text ones and it was also an annie and i tried to bid on them and i told my mom yeah look at these these are employee gifts i don't think i'm going to be winning these and then they came in the mail and well not the gold one but i got the other two and my mom's like oh that's so nice how much did you pay for them and i was like i paid 200 for that and she screamed and this was like maybe a few months ago (laughs) so so she'll give she'll still give me stuff not stuff as in like physically but you know uh (laughs) so do your parents still buy you any stuff that go with Mm -hmm. like your collections i think the last thing my mother bought me I just came home one day and she said, "Oh, here's some Thomas tissues for you." I'm like, "Oh." Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad is supportive because you see people like Walt Disney, and he's like, "Okay, listen." He's talking to my mom about this. Listen, you know these people. They started with stupid things like you know Walt Disney had a mouse, and then there was this Bugs Bunny. Like these small stupid things, I think they're going to lead to something big. So my dad's always been supportive. He doesn't like when I keep talking about it, and whenever. <laughs> I find something. He says, "Oh, this is so great!" Now, how much are you gonna sell it for? I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, my dad's kind of the same way too. Um, he's more interested in the selling aspect than the buying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but it is fun. You know what? It's, it's a lot of fun. It's especially fun to- when you find something. The one thing that you just know you have to have, and you want to just find it at the right price, or just find it in general if it's so rare. And when you just get it, the rush of the find is that feeling is unreplaceable. Like I remember, uh, if we're gonna go into our next uh, best find ever for me, I was I was looking at local ads, and I found a guy who was selling two hundred dollars. You get 19... These were all first editions. The tall, skinny stacks, the unpainted dome, James and Percy. Everything was brand new. It was incredible. And he had Thomas, Edward, Henry, Gordon, James, Percy, and a whole bunch of track. And all the track was brand new, too. And he only wanted 200 bucks for it. And keep in mind, like, an unpainted dome, James, new in the box, the last one I seen, it went for $500. This stuff is not... It's not cheap. So... I saw it and it wasn't even it wasn't in a good part of town, but it was in an area where me and my dad worked. So I'm like, Dad, listen, there's this there's this thing in this part of town and there's stuff in here I could sell for four hundred dollars each. The guy only wants two hundred for all this, let's go get this. And he's like, Okay. So that Friday we went, we picked it up, and I remember the guy was asking me, What's your offer? And I just ignored him. I just paid him the two hundred dollars and got out of there as fast as I can. <laughs> and it was the feeling of finding all of that in person. It, it's so much better than on eBay because when you buy something on eBay, it's like, oh, yeah, all right, I got this. Now I have to wait like a week for it to get here. But when you just find it in person, it's in front of you, and, yeah. you know, like you found treasure that was nearby. That feeling is unreplaceable. Yeah. I love it. Hey, I've I've always been a, an Ertl collector. Like I growing up, I loved Ertls. I don't collect oh, Ertl that much anymore because I have most of them now. 
But <laughs> the reason that I got most of them was I found a listing on Kijiji because that's what's used mostly up here in Canada. Maybe Facebook Marketplace is now used more often too, but Kijiji has dominated the Canadian market for a long time. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but you know, I I went and I uh, I found this guy was selling about. It's whole Thomas collection for $100, and there are about 150 Ertles in there with, like, a carrying case and everything and take-alongs and wooden railway stuff, too. And I just went and picked it up, and that, for the most part, completed my Ertle collection <laughs> for 100 oh, bucks. You know, when Ertles before, you could buy them for, like, $15, $20 individually. You know? That's insane. Right? I was like, this is great. And then I found another listing the same day that I went to go pick up. They had the Ertle Minis. Right, and they had a little loop with oh. like the Knapford Station, a water tower, oh, oh, and it oh. came with Thomas, Percy, and James, the little diecast mini ones. Oh yeah, and they only wanted ten dollars. Are you kidding me? So I went and <laughs> I I went and picked it up very quickly. You see now, um, how much oh, would that man. be worth if you were to to resell all? This? I have no idea. I don't even. Oh. I don't know if I want to go there. <laughs> the memories are too good of going and getting this stuff. Um, because people, you know, when they sell on sites like Kijiji or Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist, uh, they don't t- necessarily go to look what things are worth. My sister sold an old washer and dryer on Facebook the other day for a hundred bucks. I'm like, why? Oh I was God. like, why did you only get a hundred? She says, I just wanted to get it out the door. Because that's, that's the mentality, the, right? You want to just get it out quickly so you give them a good deal. And there aren't and a lot of, fun of Thomas collectors. I mean, internationally, there are a lot of Thomas collectors, but locally, there aren't. So when you go look locally at what's available around you, you can actually find gold mines sometimes for good prices. Absolutely. And it's mm-hmm. happened time and time again. And that feeling is just the greatest thing. Now, now <laughs> you said that you could sell those wooden railway things for $400 each. Are you actually going to sell them? Uh, I did sell one of the sets because there was a duplicate, and I sold that to a friend for I think a hundred, and a hundred's a good price. Hey, you made half your money new. back. <laughs> there you go, and I get to keep all of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's there's there is a good rush when you find something new, and especially, you know, even to this day, there are things I always wanted as a kid, right? When I was like five or six years old, that I always wanted. That I still don't have. And that I'm just like, now, you know, now that I'm making money of my own, now that I live on my own, now that I work on my own, um, I'm going and I'm slowly adding those things to my collection. And it's like, there's almost, you know, why have I held this in my life for 15 years? Why have I, like, I've been trying to get this for 15 years. And then you get it and you try and relive that moment of what it would be like to be a kid having this in your hands for the first time. It's so magical. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that even compares to it in terms of, like, internal happiness i think the only time that ever happened because you can't replicate the same feeling because we're all adults for the most part like we're all (laughs) we're all grown up we can't really get that feeling of being a child back but there was one time where it hit me like a truck so do you know the the giant tommy thomas tunnel with the james diesel yeah so i found that on um on a less known app, it was called Wallapop, and I don't think it's around anymore. But the lady wanted fifteen dollars, and it was a local listing for the entire set in the box, the '90s box. It was beautiful. So I sent her a message saying, "Hey, I'm here. Would you be able to ship this?" She's like, "Oh, I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I'll look for a box this week." I'm like, "Yes." So she sends me a box, and she's like, "Okay, this is gonna cost like thirty bucks to ship." I'm like, "That's it." And she she looked in her attic and she found more Thomas stuff and she found 
she she gave me a Peter Sam wooden railway for free, and she's like, I have these ones. She sent me a picture of the box, and I remember there was Ada, Jane, and Mabel, and she's like, how much? I'm like, how much do you want for those? And she's like, uh, I'll take like thirty for those. I'm guessing she did a little bit of price checking, but yeah. even then, like thirty dollars for those three coaches, that's a really really good price. Yeah. So sixty five dollars total. Ada, Jane, Mabel, Peter, Sam, and the entire Tommy Thomas tunnel set. It was great. And I paid her. And it, I just looked outside one day, and the box was the size of the door. So I picked. <laughs> so I'm just walking in the house with this box that's bigger than me. And my mom's looking at me, and she's like, what is that? And I just <laughs> open it up. And my mom's just taking pictures of me like I'm a kid. And I'm just like, Mom, look at this. And I'm like, his eyes moves, and the, the whistle goes. And I set it up in the basement. And it's a simple loop. I think it's a double loop on, like, the left and the right side, and they both go through the Thomas Tunnel. But I had so much fun with that for days, and that's what got me heavily into the play rail (laughs) collecting side of things. And just as a bonus, Toad's face was upside down, and that loss that made it even better. (laughs) So I guess then for both of you, what is the most prized piece in your collection? Mm, Okay, well, so my, my white whale for the longest time was the bath toy the Ertl bath toy of george from theodore tugboat because that was Mm. that was the one that was so hard to find still is and when it did come up it was so expensive and i just remember because i i had you know (laughs) i don't know how much people remember about me doing videos on youtube but i i wanted to do a bath toy series with theodore i remember um because it was going to be like the first theodore series fan series that was ever shot in water and that was going to be kind of the, the big thing. And I needed George for that. Um, and so I, I couldn't get one. And I had a Takara Sunshine from Tugs, the Japanese Takara Sunshine. And I actually traded it with someone uh, for a bath toy of George. So that that one is really special to me. I do actually have a second one now I picked up for really cheap. <laughs> um but oh, and also, I actually I have um I have an error version of Foduck that has the wrong V word on the back. Right. He, has, uh, he has Emily's V word, which I um Epi was going to get that, and then like last minute he didn't have enough money, so he tech he I think this was like YouTube messaging probably. You messaged me in a pan like you have to buy it, and I did. I think it was and that yeah, was a good day. <laughs> probably well, maybe I don't remember. That's faith hazy time. But the one other thing is, I actually have a postcard from Theodore, and it's exactly like the kind that the Harbor Master is stamping in that uh, one episode. And I, I didn't. I've had it for years. I didn't actually read the back until very recently. It's thanking someone for visiting the website. Hmm. So it's the kind of thing that, that the production would have given out as like a little memento. So I, I, I really love that. Nice. And how about you, Epi? Okay, so there's several items as, like, uh, honorable mentions, okay? So there's a 10 cents plush. I remember I was in I was in Santo Domingo when that came up, and my friend uh, Hunter, Waka Waka Boy on Twitter, he's DMing me on Snapchat, and he's like, oh, my God, what is this? And I'm like, what? And it was a five-hour auction, and the Internet connection was really, really bad. So... I remember I stood up till I think three in the morning when that happened, and I just bid some insane amount. And then the next morning, mom came to the hotel room and she's like, "Why? What's going on?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I I won this." <laughs> and she's like, "How much did you pay?" I'm like, "I ah, like like three four hundred dollars." And she's screaming at me, <laughs> <laughs> just constantly screaming at you for buying 
crying nonsense. Yes. And but it has to be done because he is the king of toes. Yeah. That is true. And then I also have the guild, the second guild tape, the one that the Thomas one from the UK. Very few of those exist in the VHS one. The Betamax one comes up from time to time, but the VHS one is very, very difficult to obtain. And I won that for dirt cheap too. The one thing that I would call my prized possession actually is a Brio Carla prototype that I got right. from Sweden from the designer. And she sold it to me. Wow. And there was never a Brio Carla. Unreleased. It's like it's like handmade, isn't it? From what I was told, that was the only one they ever did. And Jeez. the reason the reason it never got made, and you might find this interesting, uh, Brio loved to make all their toys in wood. So the problem with the Theodore toys is that all the kids were putting them in the water and the paint would crack and they'd become all of a sudden oh. hazards. So when they brought Carl up at the at the meeting in 1999 saying, hey, there's this, how can we produce it in wood without it being harmful? And they couldn't really come up with a viable solution except using plastic, so they just scrapped the whole line. Oh, well, that's a shame. But it's cool that you have that little piece of history. Oh, yeah. It's right next to me, and it's a little uh, <laughs> car display case with the lights and everything. Nice. Um... For me, it's probably my Takara top hat. is a ah, very yes. big prize piece. Um, Man. And, I mean, there are a few other things, too, that are really cool uh, from Theodore and from Thomas. Um, but Takara top hat is one that people really go ooh and ah at. So that's really fun. Oh, and, my, yeah. and my entire Play Rail collection, too, I, I really like. Um, but, you know, the Takara top hat does kind of go up there probably the most valuable thing i own but oh yeah for sure <laughs> absolutely um, and actually i picked up uh, from a local toy store one of those wooden railway shelves as well that i use to display my collection here in my office uh, but yeah so many good memories from all these brands and it all started because it's little blue tank engine thomas and john it's been so much fun sharing these last six weeks with you talking with all these people revisiting our childhoods and being able to share all our memories with the world it's it's been it's really been a good one it's been wonderful and maybe we can do this again one day maybe maybe next time there's a quarantine <laughs> well yeah we, we, let's not get epi involved <laughs> uh, he's uh yeah he's too off hinge but quarantine is the mm. best tugs episode by the way Okay, that's that's oh, why we're okay. not getting wow. that's why that's, we're not getting you don't want to end the podcast like that come on john why don't we sing a song? Uh, <laughs> what song? Pop goes uh, the diesel, but it's in the same rhythm as the Tugs theme. This is this has been really lovely, John. Thank you, Epi, for coming on and joining us. No, no, thank you for having me. Thank you, John. Thank you, Epi. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you, everyone, for listening. Yeah. And we will see you all next time. <laughs>